One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. My first guest is hoping to inspire children and teenagers from the northeast to unleash their creativity and get writing. She's setting up a creative writing school for young people and has launched a writing competition with some great prizes up for grabs. An author herself, she's travelled all over Ireland collecting people's stories and hosting creative workshops in libraries, schools and youth groups. She published her first collection of short stories at age just 23 and says that in her teenage years, writing helped her find her way in life and she's hoping to give a platform to young people today to do the same. I'm delighted to be joined now by author Maeve Devoy. She's from Lusk. How are you doing Maeve? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Great to have you and uh, I've been reading up quite a bit about you and I can't believe we haven't met before now so you're so welcome to, to 11 to 1. But take me back to the start because you spent an awful lot of time writing as a teenager. Where does your love of stories and writing and everything come from? I think, well, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, essentially. So I think having, you know, a lot of time on my hands and really having to use my imagination the whole time, I think I just, you know, found a whole new world in books. So I was just reading the whole time. And I think, you know, by the age of 12, I was reading, you know, Jane Eyre and all these sorts of books that were, I suppose, ahead of me. Yes, my God. (laughs) You know, people expecting me to read them at that age. And then uh, I was just always writing. I think, you know, there weren't many people that lived around me. So I always had my notebook and, you know, a pen or a pencil in my hand and I would just write. And, you know, you, you, you're talking about reading there. And for me, a huge part, particularly of the summer holidays involved reading, like I would just devour books during the summer holidays. You must have been the same. And, you, you know, you're reading things like Jane Eyre. I was probably reading like Enid Blyton. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh, no. They're, but that's the thing. They all they're all wonderful, you know, and they all have, you know, I was only recently reading Peter Pan again, kind of taking a trip back into these worlds that are. Uh, I suppose we, where we found friends and, yeah, totally. you know, yes, and, they, and I think, you know, especially learning, I talk a lot to the kids about, you know, when we're writing stories, trying to, you know, create characters that have strengths and weaknesses and we really have to challenge them. And I think that we kind of forget that, you know, children and teenagers are kind of going through all of their own challenges and facing their own obstacles. And I think that's why we 
also find, you know, a great space in the books that we, we fall in love with. Oh, totally. And, you know, you're saying there, absolutely, I agree with you completely, you know, about challenges, that kind of thing. Did you find then, you know, because, you know, yourself, the teenagers are extremely tough and they are, we're dramatic, you know, teenagers are dramatic. Uh, so did you find that through the writing, you could kind of make sense of what you were going through? Absolutely. I find, I've, you know, I, I actually kept all of my diaries. Oh, fantastic. You know, and I've, I've even over the years, so I kind of, I have, you know, like two bags full of these old kind of scruffy notebooks and I go through them. I was recently reading through them and it was very obvious to me what was going on. And uh, so it was definitely a place to vent and to work through things, you know, because I was reading through them and something that might have been bothering me one day was, you know, gone by the second or third page. Oh, I know. And it's like it, when you look back now, you're kind of going, God, we thought we had problems. My goodness. Um, <laughs> but when did you decide then to focus on writing as a career? I think I never, it was always my dream, sorry, to be an author and to write a book. And I just, I never actually believed in myself enough to think that it was something that I would be able to do. Um, I even, when I was in uh, secondary school, I was always writing poetry and I, had um, one of the teachers helping me and she put me in touch with Poetry Ireland. She was like, you know, kind of, I was at a point where I wanted to get published and I was sending these poems off. And what was nice was I actually got a response and they would kind of give me little bits of critique. But I never got published, and uh, which was fine. You know, didn't kind of put me off or anything. Actually made me feel, I suppose, like I was, you know, doing it properly. But uh, when it came to finishing school, I never really thought that I would, you know, I thought I'd go off, get my degree and, you know, forget about writing until, uh, I don't know, I, I always talk about this. I'm like, I don't know what I thought, really. Yeah. I did not think I'd be writing books. So I decided to do journalism because I knew then I would be writing all of the time. So I'd get, you know, homework and assignments and I would have to be writing because that was the the general, you know, idea of the degree. And then I did journalism and it turned out that I was not very good at, you know, writing the, the ordinary type of journalism. Well, do you know, I I would have been, yeah, because, you know, I, I was kind of the same in school. I imagine we'd probably be similar. But you did eventually publish a collection of short stories, the tall or the Telltale collection in, in your early 20s, which must have been just a massive milestone and, and fantastic achievement for you. Yes, it to- I think it's totally set me off on the path that I'm on now. So I'm so grateful for the, the opportunity and everything that's kind of come with it. What's funny, though, is, you know, when we're talking about journalism and, you know, kind of being more creative, I suppose, than factual, there was, it wasn't until my final project in college where we could, you know, take, you know, do a, a project in any form for, you know, either a newspaper or a magazine that I really got to take, you know, my own style of creativity and put it into my journalism. And when I'd done my five stories, my first supervisor was, when he finally decided to read them, he was going to fail them and make me change my entire project. And I only had two weeks before I was, like, the project was due. And I, I was heartbroken because I'd kind of finally figured out, you know, my calling in life. I was like, this is it. And then he said he's going to fail me, but he gave it to the other supervisor to read, who told me the next day to come in to see him. And he took on the project and said I didn't need to change anything. So I went from having two very different opinions and from, you know, nearly being on an entirely different path 
Yeah, it's and like t- teachers, they have such an influence over you as well. And, they, you know, it can absolutely steer you in one way or the another or another, you know. But now you yourself are back. Well, you know, virtually at the moment, but you were in schools and libraries and everything else uh, pre- b- before COVID hosting creative workshops. And in fact, you're running some for the summer. So tell me about these and what age group they're aimed at. So at the moment, they are for a seven to 12 year olds. And I suppose this. I'm, at the moment, I'm just combining all of the imaginary worlds that I've created. So it's all, everything's mad. We've got the mad realms, mad city, mad space. And uh, they are traveling, I suppose, through all of the different worlds. And I'm trying to combine, you know, my background in creative writing and journalism. So they're kind of getting the both or the best of both worlds. And they are running... Um, it's just all month. If you actually pop onto my website, you'll find all of the information there. Uh, I'm hosting quite a few of them with the libraries as well. We've got some in Fingal and Leash. Okay, so you're doing that all over the, through the summer. And I know that you're yeah. working on, you know, setting up, this is very much you working on setting up a creative writing school for, for teenagers and younger children. So is this something that you're hoping to run all the time? Yes, absolutely. I found, you know, um, as a kid, you're trying to find somewhere where you can continually develop your skills and, you know, a place for you to, you know, I suppose, find your voice and for you to, you know, to get your voice out there. It didn't really exist. And that is essentially the goal is to create a place for the kids to come back every week, every month and to really be able to develop their stories. And to, you'll find a lot of them are writing books and short stories all of the time, you know, both teenagers and kids. So it's really about creating that. So the competition is kind of, I suppose, linking. Just I'm trying to find everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I saw on the website, I saw the promotional video for this. And I was right back in there at school at the creative writing competitions. I really was. It's a great little video that you have there to, to promote this. So tell me about the competition. Who is it aimed at? And kind of what are you looking for in terms of the entries? So I have the age divisions at 7 to 12 and then 13 to 17. But if there are storytellers out there that are younger and they want to join, that's absolutely perfect as well. I have a friend and her nieces are all five and six and they're all very excited to um, enter the Mad Realms. So, um, So yeah, just pretty much any storytellers out there. There is, there's a promotional video on the website and then there's two writing tasks and there's a video that goes with each task and they'll hopefully, you know, help create a picture or to draw them into the imaginary world of the Mad Realms. And then I have instructions for each task. I've got a map, an atlas and all sorts of other bits of information that will hopefully guide them along their imaginary journey. Yeah, and so parents of teenagers or children around the place that are saying, I'm bored already in the summer holidays. This is ideal, ideal to keep them occupied for the next couple of weeks. You have some good prizes as well uh, up for grabs for this, don't you? Yes, absolutely. There is going to be workshops at the end for everybody who signs up. Um, A huge part of it for me is, you know, there's not just one winner. I want, you know, you're winning if you're involved and you're, you know, doing the work and having fun doing it. And um, so there'll be workshops with myself and an artist and an illustrator. So they'll be learning lots of other wonderful skills that I'm not able to teach. And then we will be publishing the stories in the Fingal Independent and online. So they will 
hopefully have, well, some of the winners will have the opportunity to become published authors for the first time. That's fantastic. And I know at the moment that you're working on another collection of stories. When are you hoping to have those released? They will be out in October. It's the book is set in Dublin and it's set around Halloween. Oh, so, yes, very fitting. They're all it's the same as the first book, except it's all people. I've interviewed people who live and work in Dublin with the hope of, I suppose, really showing the dynamics that exist in the city. Fantastic. Well, you'll have to come back to us when that's ready to, to, to go and we, we'll have a chat again. Maeve, I wish you the best of luck with this um, and, and with the competition and the new collection of stories. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.